Talking of cynical, I think that a lot of people were quite cynical when it came to Prince Harry this week, weren't they? Ye gods. I thought that would be the biggest story we'd be talking about this week, and that was Harry in court actually having to face some tough questions. Now, it's interesting, again, what side you speak to. As you know, I have a very special depth of feeling for Meghan and Harry. I think that they're awful. I can't stand them. I used to love them. I now really, really don't. But it depends on where you look and get your information from. Some of the newspapers said, actually, he did OK under cross-examination. Others said, ye gods, it was an absolute disaster. Well, someone who can get to the bottom of all of this is the co-host of the Majesty podcast. She's the founding editor of todieforedaily.com. She's a royal commentator. She's a friend of the show. It's Kinsey Schofield. Hello, Kinsey. Hi, Crystal. My favourite part of last week were the reenactments, which I didn't realise is something everybody did. Like, the first time I saw one, I thought, this has got to be a joke. And then I realised that other outlets were doing it too and i was like oh no this is a normal thing this is so crazy i mean it was a good week for red-headed actors in london <laughs> yeah that's that's true slightly sort of like foppish red-headed actors in london got some great work this week whose reenactment was the best i i mean i didn't i don't know i just thought they they all made me like shrivel inside my body i've got to I've got to give credit where it's due to Dan Wooten's um, GPU No, that's my show. friend Reese. Is it? Because they, yeah. put, cause they actually, all the other ones sort of had him in like the corner of the office, but uh, Dan's show actually put him... They erected a wood panel. A wood panelling situation, so it looked like <laughs> the, the corner of a courtroom. And I yeah. have to say, though, that the, the wig of the person asking the questions was a bit dodgy. It did look like they just got a, got a grey wig from somewhere, a white wig from somewhere that was like off the shelf because they spent all the budget on the corner of the wood panelling of the studio. But I, 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 I have to say, it was a good week for reenactments. You're right. I think they spent all the money on Reese because I met him asking him to be on my podcast and he asked me what my fee was, like what I was going to pay him, and then I ghosted him. Yeah, <laughs> so but good God. The budget probably all went to Reese. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's gone. Um, so how do you think he did? I mean, evidence... Not Reese, Harry, this is, of course. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Excellent job, Reese. Um, I think that feelings are not evidence, and that's that you know that it just seems that Harry doesn't really have a real grasp of of what a court a court case is meant to be. It, that it's not you know he said I don't know, and he was hoping that the process would provide him with the evidence he was looking for. You know I've watched enough Law and Order SVU to know that the evidence comes before you go to trial, and I don't think anybody told Prince Harry that. You know, but at the same time, I'm torn, Christo, because I do feel like he's lived um, a life full of invasions of privacy. And I I imagine that's got to be very frustrating. Well, the issue that he's got, well, there's more than one issue that Harry has got. I mean, if I went through his personal issues, I'd be here until, you know, I'd, I'd need an hour of David Bull. But <laughs> what I will say is, as with most of actually what he says and comes up with there's a grain of a point in there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. uh, 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 mo both of them actually have 
a grain of a point in a lot of what they come up with, both of them. They shouldn't have been followed in New York. They just exaggerate to the point of it being irresponsible. Absolutely. Same with everything. You know, Meghan found it a bit difficult at first to be a royal. No, it's a catastrophe. You, you guys know, are it, racist. It, you guys are all racist. Yeah, there's such a big leap from what seems to be the, the a fair point to it being massively exaggerated. And I think it's absolutely fair to say that Harry had a lot of invasions of privacy and relationships were really difficult for him because of that. But whether that means... Th but, but that difficulty does not prove phone hacking, especially when I would say one of the most disastrous moments in court for him was when he was alleging phone hacking of his mobile uh, 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 during a period when he didn't own a mobile. He didn't even receive his cell phone until he went to Eaton. Exactly right. There were a couple of issues. One other issue was that, you know, um, he said that the press intrusion is why he didn't end up with Chelsea Davy. When in spare, as you know, your Bible, you keep it next to your bed with all your sticky notes, and I, they I, are I, I, sticky, I, sticky. I bludgeon myself with spare whenever I can't sleep. I just pick it up and I hit myself over the head with it. Or I, well, read, you, or I read some of it, because that's that's, a, that, that, that's quite similar. Either I hit myself with it or I read some of it. It Both both have a similar effect. Well, then you know that in Spare he says that the reason him and Chelsea didn't work out was because the Queen didn't like her. So, you know, there were a couple of different things that he said on the stand that didn't really match up with what he has said recently. And the other thing that seemed to... Well, there were just lots of, of moments like that where... Um, he would allege some phone hacking had taken place and the defence would say, well, hang on, no, here's, here's a story from Press Association that actually outlines exactly what you think you were hacked about. And look, here's a story from The Sun where they recycled it. Here's a story from The Mail where they recycled that story. They kind of all hacked you kind of thing. And so it... it, it he didn't seem to be well versed on where a lot of these stories came from and I don't know why his team allowed him to go on the stand without that information. Do you know what I thought was going to come out of this and it didn't really? I guess it could it did in a little in a little bit because one of the what you just said sparked this one of the examples you just read off um you know they they said well you're claiming that this story came from phone hacking when in reality Clarence House released a press release with a quote from you and you say this. Um, one of the things I wondered would come out of this that really didn't was that Clarence House allegedly in the past, I've heard employees say this, would swap stories about Prince William for Prince Harry in, in order to keep Prince William's reputation clean. And I wondered if we'd hear about that more or if somebody was going to have to break down and say, actually, that came straight from a source at Clarence House because they were trying to cover up this thing that... And I, I've been criticized for bringing this up before, but I'm not going to not repeat the truth. And the truth is that the ultimate goal is to protect the future of the monarchy and so yes the priority is going to be to protect prince william because he is the future of the monarchy but also if harry wasn't and, and i get that's 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 not very nice for harry if that's the case but also right. 
it's easy pickings for the palaces and for the media to do that because Harry was falling out of nightclubs every five minutes and completely. And and do you remember last week when goodness knows what else? And remember last week when he said that he what he he was branded so much the bad boy that he decided that he was just going to own it, that he was branded like the 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 black sheep. So he just decided he was going to own it. That is no excuse. That's like saying they called me a slut in high school, so I slept with the football team. Like you know, you could have been like, no, that's not who I am, and you could have taken a completely different direction. A weak man says, well, they've said that I'm a, um, a degenerate, so I've decided. Decided to be one. Sorry, you lost me at sleeping with the football team. Sorry, I just, I just, I'm back, back in the room. No, I get actually exactly what you're saying. That he, it's just that another one of his his excuses for his behaviour. Because you're quite right. His his reasoning was in court. The reason I went off the rails, the reason I drank so much, the reason that I was sort of party Harry was because the papers kept saying I was. Yeah. Well, then stop. Then stop. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're not shoving booze down your throat or coke up your nose. You know what I mean? Just stop. Yeah. Stop. If you don't and, want to be branded did, that, stop. Did he make that Did he make that accusation in spare? I don't remember that. Um, did he? I don't think he did make that accusation huh. in spare, but there were a lot of contradictions between what he wrote in spare and then what he alleged on the stand. And, and and I think that that is the issue that they face now, is that there is so much of what they believe and think that is out there that they leave themselves open for a lot of that. But the other thing is as well, let's not forget, um, in his opening testimony, he made a comment about the government being, you know, the press and the government being at, a, at, at, at something like a new low or those sorts of words, words to that effect, which is really not an appropriate thing for someone who still holds a royal title. Ye God, he holds onto that royal title like a life raft. Uh, it's not an appropriate thing to say, right? Uh, we saw him holding on to that title for dear life in his thank you letter to the Montecito bike shop that left Prince Archie a bike on the front door um, at, during his birthday, uh, Harry and Meghan sent them a thank you letter and referred to themselves as the, as the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and Archie as Prince Archie, which I was just like, oh, this is so cringe. But no, I, I think you're right. And, it's, and, and it was interesting to me that he would be so critical of the government over there when in 2020, he went on ABC here in the States for a Times 100 special about influential people. And I mean, basically endorsed Joe Biden, uh, him and Meghan Markle saying that they thought that people should should go out and vote for the Democratic candidate, basically. Yeah, and they, 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 they sort of did it in slightly clouded language, but they said, you know, very they, much they, so. they made conversations about change being in the air sort of thing and think about your vote very carefully. And so it was almost like they were wearing Biden T-shirts, but not yeah. quite. Did you see that Archwell lost another employee? Oh, God, they, didn't, they cannot hold on to someone as an employee for love nor money, those two, can they? I know it's so I mean it's just I, I don't I I I I was kind of complaining that we hadn't seen heart of a victus yet but I actually wonder aside from the fact that they have a hard time keeping a hold of staff if it could have anything to do with the writer's strike 
Well, why would they need to write anything? Because they don't need to write anything because it's it's their truth, isn't it? You know, everything they do is so heavily produced. It's, it's so heavily produced, absolutely. And that is why Harry couldn't handle it on the stand, because <laughs> he was actually exposed and having to answer questions. And from He's like, Control-Alt-Delete, Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah. And why wasn't Meghan there to support him, do you think? Um, I just don't think she likes the UK at all anymore. I think some, I wonder how much, how, how traumatic the Queen's funeral was. You know, she did cry out of that left eye socket, which she told GQ once she could do on Q. I don't know how traumatic that the funeral experience was for her. But somebody asked me that, you know, I, I, I asked a friend if they thought it was good that Megan hadn't attended the coronation. And she said, well, I really don't know the dynamics of the family. And I said, uh, I don't think that they, you know, they said that K Kate Middleton, the, you know, Catherine, the Princess of Wales, they said that walkabout they did after the Queen's funeral was one of the most difficult days of her life. So well, it was reported the at the time they had, to, they had to wait for Meghan's makeup, didn't they, or something? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I don't know if that's true or not, because, you know, you have to take some of the stories about them with a pinch of salt. Now, the King's having a birthday celebration. This, this sounds like a nice story, right? Right. Well, you know, this is next weekend, Trooping of the Colour. This is, you'll recall, Harry and Meghan were invited to the Queen's celebration. Remember the photos of them with the long lens, kind of playing with Zara's kids in the window, watching the parade, watching everything from... Um, not the VIP area, and then they weren't welcome on the balcony. Uh, apparently, this year, Harry and Meghan have not been offered an invitation. Harry did not talk or see his father while he was in the UK for this a case against the Mirror Group, for that testimony. Uh, and I think it, it's kind of a sad reflection of, of the, the current state of his relationship with his father. Well, I mean, it is a bit sad that he's not been invited, but then I'll, I'll return to what I've said before. Why would you invite them? Right. Like, anything that you ever involve them in ends up being fodder for their next project. Well, and and I don't think it's necessarily Oh, my God, there was, there was white icing on the birthday cake. Racism. Oh, my word. You know, someone asked what colour the sponge would be. No, it's racism. You know, that, that, that's exactly what would happen. Oh, no, sorry. It's unconscious bias. That that would be the narrative that would be put out there. You know, I don't think it's necessarily their fault in 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 all cases, but I do feel like there is a case to be made that when they show up, they hijack the they hijack the headlines, and maybe the king just wants um a, an event for himself because we all talked about Harry even after the coronation we were talking about how quickly how his face throughout it the feather you know how quickly he made his exit so maybe the king just wants a, an event that's all about him and the future of the monarchy maybe he is just looking forward um which is a great contrast to Harry who at it, for the last week we saw him looking in the rearview mirror we heard this week as well that when Harry uh, hot-footed it back to L.A. after that testimony. He gave his memoir spare to someone quite special. You're crazy. I actually thought this was kind of a sweet story, and I 
am going to get killed for it online, but there are so many, um, there, there's a complete lack of, of like light stories about these two. Everything is so heavy and they've done it to themselves by introducing unconscious bias and racism into the conversation. Into every but, conversation. Yes, um, but uh, on his way home, he took an overnight flight, and I'm, I'm assuming that the flight attendant must have fangirled over him a little bit on his flight home, because when Harry uh, exited the plane, he left a copy of Spare for the flight attendant, and I think it's kind of, I thought it was kind of sweet. Um, and I just think that there are so few moments where we see him being nice and and authentic. Does he carry them with him in his hand luggage all the time. That's to... kind of weird to me. I was thinking that. I was like, there. Are... Okay, so when I met William and Catherine when I was there last time, I thought I can't believe I didn't bring an extra copy of my book because there are great you know illustrations of them in my book and Princess Diana. And um, I thought, gosh, I would have loved to have give it, given them a copy of my book, but I just don't carry one around with me. So I did think that is so bizarre that Harry just has copies. But you can also buy them at like every kiosk in the airport, which yeah, drives me crazy. He, yeah, but he didn't buy it at the kiosk on the off chance he'd give it to someone. He must have had it <laughs> in know. his bag. I know. So what kind of narcissist carries around a copy of their own biography with them? Well, perhaps he was reading it, trying to research, so he wouldn't um, sway too much from the accusations he was making on the stand, despite doing just that. I mean, so he gave this copy of the book to the flight attendant that had been looking after him uh, during his flight. I am just thankfully didn't give it to the, the captain or the first officer because, I mean... Put that, him to sleep, huh? Exactly. I mean, you would you would immediately point the plane at the ground at that point after reading a few pages of that, wouldn't you? That's it. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be worth staying alive for any longer. <laughs> um, now, the, the American authorities are actually once again looking into Harry's status as a massive drug taker, certainly in the past. Um, as to whether that will affect his, his status as an American citizen, right? Yeah, this story kind of got buried because this happened on Tuesday. A federal judge looked at this and said, I'm going to give uh, you guys a week to determine whether or not you're going to release Harry's uh, information as to how he got in the country, whether or not he was truthful, whether or not he was even confronted with the question of drug use, because I think the Heritage Foundation's biggest concern is that Harry was given special treatment, which very well could be the case. As you know, he's friends with the Biden administration. Um, and so uh, there I think that they've been given a week to determine whether or not they'll release that information. But the federal judge could overturn their decision. I think he's just poking them, trying to make them decide whether or not they're going to um, release this. You know, it's, it's the word classified is, is too serious. It's not classified. It's just it's it would be the same for you or me. It's not open to the public. Um, but I don't I'm not really sure whether or not we'll get this information or not. But will he be deported? No way in Hades. Uh, this is the same country that basically has a sign at the Mexico-Arizona border that says free health care, free cell phones. We've got a horrible immigration problem. Same with, I mean, very similar to yours. And to, Harry's not going anywhere, so I don't know why people are getting so excited about this. But Yeah, but in fairness, in, in, in defense of Harry, 
it, it isn't like he's sponging off the American state. I mean, many of us would love him to be sponging off the American state because it might mean he'll shut up and stop making documentaries and writing books. I mean, please support him. Please just stop him doing all of this. Give him some of your tax money, please. No, he's definitely not. And, you know, I think that re the reason people are engaged, though, is they think it could get him booted from the company or the country. And I just don't think that's a realistic option. Um, and as you and I have stressed on Majesty plenty of time, Harry is not shy about his drug use. He's almost proud of it and, and almost discusses it in a really irresponsible way. But also so he, I he have... speaks about it in a, in a very... Uh, I don't believe he stopped stopped taking drugs and when i say taking drugs i don't perhaps mean hard drugs but he speaks in spare about how you know even with megan you know when he's reflecting on stuff he goes outside and smokes a spliff and you know watches yeah but the i sunrise. mean that's legal here in the state of california i can walk outside but it's still and drug I... use i'm not i'm not saying he's breaking yeah. the law by doing that but it's still drug use and it still feeds into the narrative that maybe he doesn't know his memory doesn't 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 mean that he knows reality from fiction right no that's a very good point i hadn't thought about that um yeah because the only thing i've seen him admit to doing since moving to the united states is discussing smoking marijuana outside of tyler perry's house yeah um but when it comes to the mushrooms and the things like that i've not heard him admit to continuing to do those things yeah. here do in you the remember States. when courtney cox's pedal bin spoke to him Oh, that was so romantic. He had a conversation with Courtney Cox's bathroom bin. Oh. He did. That's so lovely. Uh, it's really nice, isn't it? Really, really normal. I don't know why anyone thinks he's not got a grip on reality with those sorts of conversations. And the bin answered him back as well. I just wish for Harry that he would look at the um, um, amazing, beautiful home he has in one of the most beautiful parts of the world, Montecito. He's neighbors with, uh, you know, Hollywood royalty. He's got two beautiful children, which, by the way, we didn't even get into the conspiracy theory that I, I know we don't have have any time, but I'll say really quickly, I sent you this story, Daily Mail, talking about how much Eugenie's child looks like Archie. And there's a whole conspiracy theory online that Archie's stand-in is actually Eugenie's son. And so that's why I thought this story was so funny, because I was like, if only the Daily Mail knew what goes on on Tumblr and Reddit. Yeah. And, you know, the... <laughs> Uh, but, the conspiracies, they don't believe that the children exist. They believe that the children are, 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 are the same children as, as Beatrice and Eugenie. It's mad. It's wonderful. We love talking about it. And of course, you know, that is just a conspiracy theory. There is no question that those children don't actually exist. But it does show the rabbit hole that people go down. Kinsey, we've got to leave it there. How lovely to have you on, as always. That's Kinsey Schofield with her Right Royal Roundup right here on Talk TV. Now... <laughs>